Hello everyone, so I decided to once and for all talk about all the rest of the reasons why I decided to be um, endlessly single. I recognize that with what I'm called assigned and summoned to do in life I understand that yes I would make an excellent husband because I have the skill set the personality the temperament and all the attributes of an excellent husband and yes I do acknowledge that I have um, this I, I would make an excellent father because I have the skill sets, the personality, the temperament, and all the attributes of an excellent father. And yes, I do acknowledge that I would make an excellent uh, pet owner because I have the skill sets, the personality, the temperament, and the act and all the attributes of an excellent pet owner. And yes, lastly, I do have to acknowledge that I would make an excellent roommate because I have the personality, temperament, skill sets, and all the attributes of an excellent roommate. So I do have those gifts. Um, I'm just naturally successful in all those areas of life. However, there, 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 I, I know that I'm better suited um, to be uh, endlessly single, endlessly child-free, and endlessly not pet-owning and endlessly living alone because... As you know, I have so many positions that I utilize in life. You already know that. Let me give you new information. I had time to think about all the rest of the reasons during Thanksgiving week. And I came to the conclusion that to be a full-time advocate for human rights equal rights, economic, social, cultural rights, environmentalism, and ending animal cruelty alongside caring for and about spouse, offspring, and animals to raise pets. Thank <laughs> you.
what caused me to have hindrance towards being a full-time advocate for human rights, equal rights, civil, political rights, social, economic, cultural rights, environmentalism, and ending animal cruelty. Because for me, I would have a much harder time displaying empathy, neighborliness, and compassion if I had to be a global itinerant humanitarian, a global itinerant um, environmentalist, and a global itinerant um, animal protection person. It would also mean that I wouldn't be able to have any work-life balance if I have mouths to feed the children, the pets, and my spouse. And some people can have both and be just fine, but because I'm a global, I'm the rare kind of global icon, meaning I'm not a global icon for typical reasons. I'm a global icon for all the atypical, but marvelous reasons. I said to myself that it would not work out well for me because y'all know how much I love balance. But let me give you the reason. It wouldn't work out for me because I would not be able to give my spouse, my children, and my pets all the time that they need, all the attention that they need, all of my presence that they need, all the conversations with me that they need, all the socialization with me that they need, all of the um, all of the appointments that they need when it comes to me, you know, making sure that I get them to their appointments and you know, appointments we schedule with each other to do family outings, um, to do professional things, personal things. Um, they wouldn't have enough of me regarding making sure I tuck them into bed, making sure that I always got their allergies being sensitized to and making sure that they're going to the doctor doing what the doctor says, going to the dentist doing what the dentist says and, you know, taking them to school and picking them up and dropping them off and making sure that they're excelling in school and 
make sure that they're excelling on the job when they're old enough or excelling in entrepreneurship when they're old enough and all the family trips and travels I wouldn't be able to give them enough of those things in fact I wouldn't be able to give many of those things um also because I wouldn't at because of because of what I told you about my being a rare kind of global icon I wouldn't be able to make sure I attend all their graduations all their birthday parties all the holiday festivities that we would engage in as a family I can't guarantee that I'll make it to all those things I'm not a deadbeat person I'm not an absent parent type of material and I know in my heart that um, I know in my heart that I'm also not a neglectful person. I don't cause abandonment issues in people, not even in myself. I'm just being very honest and truthful about what I know I've been put on earth to do. Um, I know that if I was in the regular world of work, it would still be a similar struggle because as you know, most people, you know, We spend most of our time doing what's professional than doing what's personal. We spend most of our time keeping our housing and all the other basic human needs essentials afloat financially. There's very little time to do what's personal as a family regarding how healthy families should be amongst each other. Um, You know, I would be spending more time in business meetings than doing family meetings. Um, And I recognize that that would cause a strain, a strenuous strain on my family. Yes, you know, a lot of people would wrongly assume that I I live a sedentary lifestyle. I don't. I don't have a workaholic spirit. I don't do workaholism in layman's terms. Um, I I don't have an addictive personality. I'm not an extremist. I'm not greedy. I'm not hubris. I'm not grandiose. I'm not shallow. I'm not superficial. I'm not hollow. I'm not empty. Um, I'm not unfulfilled. I'm not lonely. I'm not desperate. I'm not greedy. Um, I resist the temptation of busyness very well, exceedingly well. And 
I have plenty of work-life balance. What I'm talking about is... And before I explain, yes, I'm a well-rounded, well-adjusted, well-unified, well-balanced individual in all areas of my life. I am. What I'm saying is, is that when you're a global icon, it's excruciating to... Um, have to feel like the only way we can be a family is if we're in other people's homes more than our own home. We're meeting with other people more than we meet with each other. And that we are always out and about more than just chilling when relaxing with each other. Or we know more about life outside of America than in America. And that, um, that I can't always guarantee that I would come home at a decent hour. I'm not a cheater. I'm not someone to cheat with. I'm not scandalous. I don't do embezzlement. I don't commit any crimes. I don't I, I refrain from all crimes. Um I'm not an immoral person. Um I'm not an asshole. I'm not shitty, I'm not fucked up. Um I'm not a negative Nathan. Um, I'm not irresponsible, not unaccountable. I don't live a double life. I don't do double dipping. I don't do double dealing. I'm not a double mindedness person. What I'm saying is that And I'm not on call 24-7. That will never be me. What I'm saying is is that I never know when people need my help. Um, Sometimes people got it so sensitive that they may need your help late at night. They may have had a nightmare. Or they may have had um, car trouble. Or they may have had a medical emergency. Or maybe they were checking their bank account and they need help with how to protect themselves financially. Or they may need a babysitter and they're trying to have date night at the movies as a couple. Or they may have trouble with hygiene, with personal grooming when it comes to uh, when it comes to their kids, maybe themselves too. Or They may need um, help with laundry. They may need help with cooking. They may need help with cleaning. They may need help with um, what to put in the refrigerator, what not to put in the refrigerator, what what, what to put in the freezer, what not to put in the freezer, what to cook on the stove, what not to cook on the stove. You know, they may need help with hanging their clothes and getting plenty of coat hangers and clothing hangers. They may need help making their beds. They may need help with 
getting their television mounted. They may need help with, you know, keeping the floors and the bathroom from mildew, from mold, from germs, from tartar, from bacteria, from plaque. They may need help with painting their homes. They may need help with um, picking aftercare centers and daycare centers, you know. They may need just a a conversation to help them sleep well at night or they may need help picking a gym pick a nutritionist picking a uh, dietitian they may need help with balancing a checkbook savings and checkings you know they may need help with you know barbershop beauty salon care they may need help with um picking appropriate clothes. They may need job interview help. Uh, They may need help with spicing up their resume and spicing up their cover letter, spicing up the qualification. They may need help with how to do a resume, how to do a cover letter, how to do um, new job applications. And they may need help with references, what the best job references to put in. And, um, you know, they they just may need... um, help with how to get up in the morning and what to how to be productive throughout the day they may need help with birth control you know they may need help with um they may need help with how to go about how to what's the best laptops to get themselves in the family like computers so those are the kind of some of the many countless other things they may need help with and they may say Tony know a lot about these things I need your help so notice all these things are moral none of these things are immoral that they need help with and I can't and I know a lot about these things they may need help with how to how the cheapest most frugal ways of getting repair work done without costing themselves a fortune I know a lot about how to do that they may need help with Um, How do I stack my shoes together? Or they may need help with, okay, how much do I spend on a smart, on a, um, you know, like a metro car, a smart trip, like a bus fare or a train fare, how to catch the bus and the train without costing ourselves a fortune or how to use cabs, Uber or Lyft and taxis without bankrupting ourselves, how to carry cash and use that more than a bank card. Not to eat up our bank cards, you know, credit and debit. How to protect my, ourselves from debt and loans that would have all of our bank accounts totally empty. So they may need that kind of help. That that type of humanitarian work. They also may need help with how to raise pets. I know how to do that. I've done it before. They may need help with how... Do I go about understanding child psychology 
and how to best apply it without manipulation. They may need help with how do I keep the romance going without any of us sacrificing ourselves necessarily to do that. So sometimes they may need janitorial custodian type work. I may bump to people, hey, Tony, can you help me um, spice up the building? I got to do it. Um, They also may need help with Uh, Social performance, how to be socially appropriate. Um, I know that they would need help with social intimacy, interpersonal intimacy, romantic intimacy, um, sexual intimacy, aesthetic intimacy, work intimacy, commitment intimacy, commitment intimacy. Conflict intimacy, spiritual intimacy, intellectual intimacy, emotional intimacy, unconditional intimacy, experiential intimacy, circumstantial intimacy, financial intimacy, psychological intimacy, parental intimacy, um, I do know that, um, That they would um, definitely um, need my help regarding um, logical, mathematical intelligence, linguistic intelligence. Spatial intelligence, body kinesthetic intelligence, musical intelligence, interpersonal intelligence, intrapersonal intelligence, naturalistic intelligence, emotional intelligence, existential intelligence, creative intelligence, collaborative um, intelligence, um, I know that um, they would need help with um, with compassionate love, sacrificial love. Unconditional love, companionate love, agape love, brotherly love. I know that um, they would need help with eros, erotic love, philia or affectionate love, storage, storage or familiar love, ludus or playful love. Um, pragma or enduring love, philosophia or self-love, agape or selfless love. Um, they will need help with being watchful of mania or obsessive love. Um, 
I know that um, that they would need help with avoiding the traits of the undisciplined mind, such as intellectual hypocrisy, intellectual conformity, intellectual self-centeredness, intellectual cowardice, intellectual distrust of reason, intellectual disregard for justice, intellectual laziness, intellectual unfairness, intellectual arrogance. And I know that um, they would need help with indulging in the traits of the disciplined mind, such as intellectual integrity, intellectual autonomy, intellectual empathy, intellectual courage, intellectual confidence and reason, intellectual fair-mindedness, intellectual perseverance, intellectual sense of justice, intellectual humility. Um... I know that um, that I know that they would need help with clarity, accuracy, precision, relevance, depth, DPTH, breath, B E R E D. TH logic, significance, fairness, and sufficiency. Um, and I know that um, that they would definitely need help with um Decision-making, problem-solving, creative thinking, lateral thinking, critical thinking, self-awareness and empathy, assertiveness, equanimity, and resilience, and coping with emotions, coping with stress, communication and personal skills, attitude, emotional intelligence, emotional literacy, emotional self-regulation, gelatology, hope theory, impermanence, kindness, empathy, life skills-based education, moral development, people skills, personal boundaries, positive psychology, ruler, social intelligence, social skills, soft skills, study skills, theory of multiple intelligences, vocational skills, um, recognizing, understanding, labeling, expressing, and regulating emotions as the five key emotion skills. And I know that they would need help with um, at-risk children. They would need help with pregnancy. They would need help with Parenting, as I've already said, they would need help with technical, vocational education and training. They would need help with lifelong learning, secondary, post-secondary, tertiary levels, uh, professional and personal development, professional boundaries, literacy, numeracy skills, transversal skills, citizenship skills. And uh, they would need help with literacy, financial literacy skills and social norms. Um... And yes, they would need my help with um, basic housekeeping skills, how to clean, how to cook something, basic sewing, home repairs one-on-one, how to unclog a toilet or sink, how to use kitchen appliances, how to use a calendar and schedule, how to write public speaking, effective communication, technology one-on-one, 
how to back up files, how to protect passwords, how to research using something other than Google and Wikipedia, how to keep yourself safe, emergency preparedness, basic first aid, how to survive without electricity, how to read a map, car repair 101, including how to fix a flat tire, how to write a resume and cover letter, money management skills, how to budget, how to avoid slash get out of debt, how to make a major purchase, balancing your bank account, how to use coupons, how to organize financial records, money management slash investing, how to select a tax professional, effective negotiation, calculate a tip, self-awareness skills, understanding your calling, purpose, and mission, how to prioritize what your priorities are, understanding your values, how to focus, how to have a sense of humor, basic etiquette, basic civics, basic civics slash how to vote, relationship skills, listening, communication, and partnership, valuing and expressing respect, value and expressing love, how to accept compliments and criticism, emotional wisdom, how to write thank you messages, wellness and mental health skills, critical thinking plus problem solving, synthesizing, self-discipline, exercise and nutrition, self-care, sleep and hygiene, life skill, how to find happiness. Meal prep, that would have to help them with that too. How to not have toxic people in one's life and how to deal with toxic people on the job. So, how to deal with toxic neighbors, how not to have toxic neighbors in life. I gotta help them with all these things too. that I have to help many with words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, receiving gifts to five love languages. I know that I am called to do sex surrogate therapy. In other words, I am called to do surrogate partner therapy, surrogate assisted sex therapy. Um, I work as a sex surrogate. in terms of centrally um, supporting clients. Like I'm supposed to help teach them techniques, emotional connection, sensuality, sexuality. And I have to work with people who have anorgasmia, inability, difficulty, orgasming, erectile dysfunction, sexual pain, Again, I have to work with people who have anorgasmia, inability, or difficulty orgasming, erectile dysfunction, sexual pain, vaginismus, tightening of vaginal muscles that prevents penetration. And as a sex surrogate, um, I have to work with people who have a history 
of gynecological disorders, reproductive disorders, sexual disorders, um, infertility, pelvic inflammatory disease, pregnancy complications, miscarriage, sexual dysfunctions, um, depression, chronic pain, psychosomatic disorders, unsafe abortion, unwanted pregnancy, pregnancy from rape, increase, you know, and I'm supposed to um, show that a healthy sex life can happen um, even if you have sexually transmitted infections and sexually transmitted diseases like HIV, AIDS, and I have to decrease the increased risk of suicide, and I have to um, assist with the healing of those who have mortality from injuries. So I have to even help those who have arousal disorders and um, orgasmic um, disorders. Um, I have to assist those who have sexual desire disorders and pain disorders too. So that's what I'm called to do. Um, I, um, I've also learned that, um, I will be, um, spending a lot of my time, um, combating crimes against humanity crimes against the person, crimes against the state, uh, treason, um, blue collar crimes, white collar crimes, corporate crimes, juvenile um, delinquency, organized crime, political crime, public order crime, state crimes, state corporate crimes, victimless crimes, and war crimes. Um, And I'll be spending a lot of my time uh, overcoming discriminatory traditions, discriminatory policies, discriminatory ideas, discriminatory practices, discriminatory laws, discriminatory institutions, discriminatory systems, discriminatory industries, discriminatory entities, discriminatory groups, and discriminatory um, individuals. And... um, I'm spending a lot of my time combating all types and contexts of abuses. And um, this is also what I want to need to say. So this, I'm going to tell you what I think about this article as I talk. So there's five reasons why it's okay to be single, according to Therapist by Lakeisha Ethens, published on August 23rd, 2021. Last modified August 3rd, 2023 of this year. Lifestyle Relationships section, 
PowerPositivity.com. It's okay to be single. Really, it is. Have you ever felt like there's something wrong with you because you can't seem to find the one? When I was in the church world, I felt that way each and every day by the religionists within it. And I'm, a, I'm under the belief that there's no the one. You just pick one out of the ones that you're compatible and have chemistry with. Because there's multiple people that have that compatibility chemistry with. We just pick one of the many. And it says, do you feel pressured always being in a romantic relationship? I used to be um, because I was often... Um, pressured by a lot of married people and a lot of parents to be a family man. Um, but I no longer feel that pressure. Then it says to get married, have kids, and settle down as soon as possible. Often that's what a lot of women did that to me. Always feeding me that. And it, all, and it made me usually feel a sense of insecurity and inadequacy whenever that happened. Then it says, in this day and age, society tends not to understand single people. People learn since they are young that the goal should be to find a spouse. That's an archaic belief. And I agree with that because some people say, you know what, there's no better spouse than myself to myself. In other words, no one's better at being a spouse to me than I am. And I'm under that exact same attitude regarding myself. And it says, more and more people are beginning to be happily single, including me, not to exclude me from that. The norm is starting to crumble. I actually appreciate that because I never understood You don't need marriage for evidence of chivalry. You don't need marriage for evidence of phylogeny. You don't need marriage as evidence for respecting men. And and you don't need marriage to not be anti-men. It never made sense to me. And... I agree with a lot of people are saying that people should take mental health examinations before they have children, before they get married, before they own pets, because a lot of people who have all three, the psychosis just keeps worsening. Don't get me wrong, you have plenty of married people, parents, and pet owners who are mentally sound, but in in this day, in, in this modern world we're living in the fact that Maury had a show Steve Wilkos has a show the late Jerry Springer had a show Judge Judy has a show Judge Greg Mathis has a show Judge Hatcher, Judge Mainbelline had shows the proof is in putting that there's a lot of mentally unsound people who are in parental, marital pet owning 
positions. No, I'm not anti-marriage. No, I'm not anti-parenting. No, I'm not anti-child having. No, I'm not anti-animals. No, I'm not anti-pets. No, I'm not anti-pet owning. I just want to clear that up. Then it says, five reasons why it's okay to be single. So whether you're single by choice or haven't found the right person, here are five reasons why it's it's completely okay not to be engaged in a romantic relationship. This is really um, encouraging to me because I've learned that um, singleism is real. Like, um, people that... Singleism simply means... Discrimination against single people. Um, And that's very common in the workplace. There is a negative stereotyping of singles and discriminating against single adults. And there's a stigmatizing of adults who are single. What I mean is that I gave you some examples. Getting patronized in your day-to-day life, how often do people insist that they know what is best for you? Getting excluded, how often do people happily interact with you in formal situations but not social ones? Experiencing other kinds of negative treatment, how often do people do things that threaten you? How often are they not friendly and willing to help you? Feeling unsupported, there's no one I could turn to for guidance in times of stress. Feeling satisfied with life, I'm satisfied with my life. Um, so yes, a lot of single, a lot of us single people are patronized, excluded, get negative treated, feeling unsupported. Um, I'm going to read to you something. Everyday singleism and singleism built into laws, policies, and practices. These studies show that everyday singleism matters. Single people more often feel patronized, pitied, excluded, unsupported, and treated in less friendly ways, and undermines how unsatisfied they feel overall on a daily basis. In fact, it may be harder for single people to feel supported when the, when the people they like to turn to are the ones patronizing them, excluding them. Singleism isn't just personal and interpersonal, it's also structural and institutional. Wendy Morris and Stacey Sinclair and I found evidence for housing discrimination against single people by rental agents who would prefer to rent to couples. In the U.S., there are more than 1,000 federal laws that benefit and protect only people who are legally married. In many workplaces, employees can take time off to care for a spouse, but not for a close friend or a sibling. Discrimination built into laws and policies can massively disadvantage single people economically. Medical settings, the biases single people face can be um, life-threatening. In the studies that have been describing only the personal interpersonal sites, slights, and biases everyday life were assessed, and those alone undermine single people's satisfaction with their lives. We still don't know how much worse structural and institutional discrimination can make things for single people. 
And son, in a lot of cases, married people make more money than single people. And married people can have more days off, more um, holiday pay, more vacations, more breaks, more retirement than single people. And all these things are the exact same discriminations that happen to us child-free people too. Um, Imagine being asked all the time, when are you going to get married? Why aren't you married? Your biological clock is ticking. You know, you being single is problematic, negative, toxic, difficult, a burden, a pain, a problem, issue, a conflict. Um, That's what we're told all the time. And um, imagine if you're single... you tend to feel like that you tend to have hurdles when it comes to social justice. In other words, single people like us, we struggle with equal distribution of wealth, opportunities, and privileges within a society um, because our rights are not as recognized and protected as married people. And married people have it easier than single people when it comes to institutions such as taxation, social insurance, public health, public school, public services, labor law, regulation of markets to ensure distribution of wealth and equal opportunity. So married people have a much better chance at experiencing social justice, political liberation, economic equality, income equality, wealth equality than a single people. A single people have it much harder with safety net, social mobility, economic justice, and the breaking of barriers than married people. Us single people have it rougher when it comes to social equality than married people. And all these same truths also apply to child-free people like me too. So that's the singleism that I am uh, talking about. Um, Here we go. It says... Number one, singles have more time for themselves. That's true. We do have more time for ourselves. Being in a committed relationship takes time, a lot of it. Constantly having to slot in some couple time can be tiring and can stop you from building life of your dreams. That's definitely true for me. I have a CEO's heart. I have the president of a company's heart. And to have a global chain of an entity that's basically my own United Nations, but we address all inequities in all industries. Um, It would be grueling and gruesome for me because I feel like 
I would have to sacrifice my calling, my dreams, my purpose, and my mission just to not sacrifice my very own family. And that's bad for my mental health. Then it says, imagine trying to pursue a dream while in a relationship. While it's not impossible, it sure requires a lot more sacrifice when you have someone else's needs to consider. Ain't that the truth? Because also, I'm not burning with passion and my passions are not too strong. So that's why I don't feel convicted of the I should be married concept. I don't have sexual temptation issues. I'm not sexually deprived. I'm not sexually repressed. I'm not sexually suppressed. I'm not a sexual pervert. I'm not a sexual deviant. I don't commit sex crimes. I don't commit any crimes. I don't. I. I am the type of person that is sexually responsible, sexually accountable. Um. You know, I don't have a strong desire to be married and I don't have a strong desire to have children I have a strong desire to be a pet owner either um, I'm not looking for a spouse I'm not looking for children I'm not looking for pets I don't seek to be a family man Because I would have been called to do marriage for me would be trouble. Marriage would be a distraction. Marriage would keep me from being loyal to my purposes for my own living. Marriage would cause me to be disloyal to my own legacy and I know I'm not idolatrous I'm not an idol worshiper but marriage would be an idol worship and marriage would be idolatrous in my life because in order to have my own family I would have to to sabotage my destiny the ruination of my career which is also my calling I value my purpose over matrimony. It says, say you want to travel, move to another city because of career opportunities or otherwise follow your dreams. You can't expect your partner to give up their dreams to follow you worldwide. 
Thus, all your dreams will have to either be kept on hold or pursued with half measures. Um, to me, that is horrifying because... Marriage would also be a hindrance to my free thinking, free living, free loving, free spirited nature because I would have to pretend that I am extremely big on dating and relationships and I'm not extremely big on both. Um, I'm not a very big dater. Um, I'm also not a very big sex haver. Um, I'm not very big on honeymoons. I'm not very big on weddings. I'm not very big on anniversaries. Those things are all important. I just don't have the same importance on all these things that society and religion does. Um, You know, even if I never get to date, it wouldn't bother me because as long as I have a healthy social life, that's what's important to me. I could always meet up cool people to get coffee or to get a meal, so... Because I have that, I'm just fine. Um, I do have a lovey-dovey nature. I decided to channel it um, without convention and without tradition. Then it says, Relationship expert Nilo Dardashti PSYD explains that people committed to a relationship tend to stop doing things independently People and couples usually lose touch with themselves because they have less time to focus on personal development. Um, I'm, you know, I, I, I appreciate marriage. I appreciate parenting. I appreciate child having. I appreciate pets, pet owning and animals. I appreciate all those things. I just know that I would have a difficult time growing as a professional, growing as a human being, because I would have to not have my own permission to totally rely on when it comes to doing what is right for my professional life and right for my personal life. I would have to overcompromise. I would have to over acquiesce and I would have to over adjust to the point where I would have to be a chameleon of society and religion. I can't be a person who likes to do things unhurried nor interrupted. 
When you're married, sometimes you have to be hurried, and many times you have to be interrupted. And I am not a fan of either. Then it says she explained that being alone makes you more self-sufficient, more willing to roll with the punches and quotations, and take on whatever life throws at them. When your life is wholly yours, W-H-O-L-L-Y, you're more likely to take risks and pursue whatever dreams you have. Yeah, marriage would mean I would have to pursue less of my dreams, can't roll with the punches as much. I would be too uh, dependent. I would be codependent, enabling, and coddling. And I'll have to take less risk. And none of those things are acceptable to me at all. It says, what the experts say, psychologist Jenny Tate sees singledom as a chance to figure out what you want from life. Yes, I get to do that without second-guessing myself. Because in a marriage, I would at times have to second-guess because another person would be like, like my spouse would be like, trying to call some of the shots on what I want for my life. I'm not a fan of that. It goes on to say, the extra time you have compared to people in relationships allows you to understand what you want and value. Yes, I get to focus on my legitimate needs and my legitimate desires without marriage making me poorly balanced, poorly rounded, poorly unified, and poorly adjusted. Then it, said, then it goes on to say, while you might think that people in relationships can do all that to understand themselves and pursue their dreams, the reality is that whatever they do in life has to consider someone else's needs. You cannot fully understand your values while being influenced by someone you spend all your time with. Your principles and needs will always be skewed to accommodate your partner while in a relationship. Mm. For me, singleness means that it's much easier for me to maintain my independent, free-thinking, individualistic, unconventional, maverick, free, liberated, bold, free-spirited, unconstrained, unrestrained, unfettered, untrammeled, unhampered, um... Headstrong, willful, good, wild, being well-disciplined type of person. Um, singleness bets helps me to stay free from outside control, not depending on another's authority. And singleness helps me to be the most 
unrestricted and unconstricted too. Then it says, so being single is the best way to make time for yourself. You can be who you want to be, build your dream life free of constraints. Want to go to boozy brunch with friends? No one is stopping you. Want to take a year to travel the world? You don't have to ask for permission. Be single. Go live your best life. That's why being single means that I am the most self-sufficient for myself, the most self-supporting for myself, the most self-sustaining for myself, the most self-reliant for myself, the most self-standing for myself, the most self-contained for myself. And living on one's hump, I get to do that best single. I get to be dependent on myself the most, more than anybody else. And even though I have other people helping me, I get to be self-made in terms of developing my truest identity. And I feel like I'm most in tune with my truest identity, single, than marriage. And I have and being single helps me to be the most unorthodox. And I'm the best at not being constrained as a single. I I am I love being an independent person in terms of I accomplish the most goals, the most missions, the most values, the most principles. And I have the most professional success, the most personal success, single than marriage. It says number two. Singles develop stronger friendships and ties with family. People in relationships tend to focus so much on keeping the flame alive, keeping the relationship intact, that they run out of time to ensure their other interpersonal relationships don't crumble. Surely, you've had that one friend who got into a serious relationship and vanished off the face of the earth. It's not even their fault. It's hard to juggle managing connections with your partner, your friends, and your family. Whew. I know that to be true um, because imagine it's difficult to adjust to used to hang out with your friends by yourself, not in a relationship. Now their partner wants to hang out with you every time with your friend and nothing nefarious is happening. But you're like, wow, where's the trust factor to the relationship? I could be alone with your partner and I have to worry about me doing the Will Smith getting jiggy with it. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. Get jiggy with it with them at all. That's never going to happen. Whew. Then it says, Studies show that the whole white picket fence married dream life of nuclear families living in the suburbs tend to have little to no connections to their neighbors than single people develop a large social network. Um, I do see that to be the case because um, because a lot of times We live in a society 
that tries to make people too team oriented um you know it people tend to be too posse oriented too partnership oriented uh too quadre oriented too crew oriented too trope oriented too squad oriented too group oriented too company oriented too too much focus on alliance that's what happens in society many times and society has its own illusions delusions and hallucinations about the family man life and the pet owning life too it says bella de paulo phd is a social scientist specializing in the intricacies of single life who has extensively researched and de- documented truths and debunked misconceptions about single people. She has backed up the idea that coupled people tend to withdraw from social life and cut ties with family and friends on multiple occasions. Her research has shown that people who have always been single spend more time helping others, socializing, volunteering, and participating in civic activities. They are more likely to help their parents and be their caregivers as opposed to married people. She's also found that once people marry, they have less contact with friends and siblings. Um, you know what? That makes me think that sometimes a lot of married people don't collaborate enough with others in need. They don't get together, come together, join up and join forces enough for those who are dispossessed. But I recognize that um, as a single person, I have more time um, I have more time for kindness. I have more time for gentleness. I have more time for tenderness. I have more time for courteousness, too. And it says, um, you know, with marriage, it's, it's like a shattering of dy- sibling dynamics. In a lot of cases, it's the shattering of dynamics with cousins, nieces, nephews, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, uh, um, godparents, godsisters, godsiblings, godbrothers. I just can't do it. And you can't care, give, and caretake as much when you're married. Like, I want to be able to 100% do it without, oh, man, I can't give you all the empathy that you deserve. All the consideration and unselfishness and big hardness, warm hardness you need from me. I have to give that to my spouse, even though I know my heart's supposed to give that to you. (laughs) Wow. This is never going to happen for me. It says a study that confirms it's okay to be single. One study showed that couples were no happier and no more likely to have high self-esteem. The only noticeable difference was the time allotted to socializing 
maintaining ties with friends and family. Um, that's why I think the laws have to be changed because legally giving the fuck you middle finger to a single people and legally giving the fuck you middle finger to a child free people is extraordinarily fucked up in and of itself. It's immeasurably fucked up in and of itself. It's extremely fucked up in and of itself. It's severely fucked up in and of itself. And I say that because why does being alone make me an enemy of children? Why does my being alone a threat to matrimony? Why does my being alone make me an animal abuser? Why does my being alone make me a vanity and makes me greedy? And why does my being alone make me public enemy number one? And why does my being single make me on most wanted posters on what the FBI? Why does my being alone make me the Antichrist? And why does my being alone make me an adult abuser and a child abuser? I don't understand any of these horror shits. It says, so instead of being sad about your single life, remind yourself that single people are the social glue holding everything together. That's a soothing thought to my soul, by the way. Then it goes on to say, you are the ones maintaining real connections with friends and family. Those who will be there for the needy or sick and those most involved in civic duties. Be happy about your relationships. Remember, people in relationships have a lot to learn about networking from you. I think that is fucking amazing because I just love the idea of the fact that that means I get to spend the most time doing social justice, political justice, racial justice, environmental justice, sexual justice, reproductive justice, economic justice, cultural justice, civil justice, equal justice. Right, and that just pleases my heart. I get to spend more time caring about environmental justice in terms of cleaning up neighborhoods. I get to spend more, I get to spend the most time doing for the community. Like in other words, I get to spend most time doing community organizing, community development planning, community economic development, uh, community building, and community 
service, community-based management, community politics, sense of community, and community development, too. And it says, number three, singles tend to be healthier. Health and um, romantic involvement um, seem completely uncorrelated, but somehow they aren't. It all comes down to what you value most in life. What I Actually, what I value most in life is large group capacitation. Nonviolent direct action community engagement and community capacity building. It says coupled people tend to value time with their partners the most. Thus they tend to give up certain activities they once engaged in. It was found that exercise is one of the first things that gets neglected by people involved in a serious relationship. The reason why is quite simple. They either have no time to be healthy or their priorities have changed. Maybe they don't strive for that summer body anymore. Woo! So, I get to spend more time proper dieting, proper exercising, and I am more in alignment with my doctors, my dentists, and my gym trainer. And a lot of married people are nice. That means I get to do marathons. Like if I wanted to walk marathons or run marathons, I can. And I get to sweat without, oh man, I got to come home to my spouse and clean myself up. I get to shower whenever I think to do so. That is phenomenal to me. And it says, whatever the truth is, Couples have been shown to eat worse and work out less. Research supports this hypothesis, reporting that always single men have reported eight hours of exercise over two weeks, unlike married men who reported a little under five hours slash two weeks. For always single women, the rate was five and a half hours slash two weeks compared to the four hours slash two weeks reported by married women. See... So, the sedentary lifestyle and workaholism and the temptation of busyness is much more common with the married than the uh, singles. Wow. So, they have a higher likelihood of overeating. And over drinking than a single people. Whoo! That felt like a gut punch. Then it says studies also show that single women have reported overall health is better. They have fewer disability days and fewer doctor visits. Grab a workout buddy and go for a run. Take your time to meal prep. Singles can spend as much time as they want taking care of their health without having to feel guilty that they're at the gym instead of with their partner. Plus, I get to look good for myself. 
and whoever finds me attractive. But I'm looking good for me, and that's why those people, one of the reasons why those people are attracted to me. It's not one of those, um, But when you're married, one reason you have to look good is for your spouse. They, so that's one of the reasons why they're going to keep having sex with you. Whew. That's relentless exhaustion for me. Says number four, singles don't settle. You've probably seen your friends go having to deal with abusive relationships, not being able to let go of toxic partners. Always rushing to be with someone that they forget to think about whether that person is good for them or not. Um, That's why for me as a single, I feel like I'm better protected from abusers and the toxic people. I feel like I don't feel that rush to be married. Um, I also don't feel that pressure to bring, to meet the parents, meet the family, because I'm not very big on that. It's important. It's just not something that I feel like if I don't do that, then my life is a train wreck, car wreck, bus wreck. I don't feel that those ways at all. Then it says, studies have shown that fear of being single can make someone long for their ex-partners. Due to something called repetition compulsion, the people who have been hurt in the past tend to rush into new relationships with the wrong people in a subconscious attempt to fix the pain. Whew. That makes me think that we do live in a society that gives us mixed messages about singleness and marriage. I mean... It's all over the place. Confusing, conflicting, contradictory of, well, single is better. Married is better. Um, It's a lot of placating and pandering that society does. Like, religion will tell you, be celibate. No, have married sex. Um, Don't come together. No, do come together before Satan gets you. Or if you're celibate, you have self-control. But you can't be celibate because you don't have self-control. If you can control yourself, get married. If you can't control yourself, get married. Or if you cannot control yourself, get married. If you can't control yourself, you should get married. Um, Burn with marital passion. No. You already burn with passion, get married. Or you burn with passion, but don't get married. That's sin. It's very confusing. Very, very confusing. Also because it says... Because of 
sexual morality get married? Because sexuality shouldn't get married, huh? It's nuts. Or, I command you to do this and I'm Paul. No, this is a concession, but I'm Paul. I have a command from the Lord I give you. I don't have a command from the Lord, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. I'm like, what? And it's mixed messages. Have a believing spouse. Have a non-believing spouse. You being Christian can help them more. If you have a believing spouse, you'd be ashamed of yourself. But you can lead them to Christ. What? 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 Whoa, 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 whoa. Crazy. Have authority... You have to have a you, you, the authority of your own body is your wife. No, it's your husband's. No, it's your wife. No, it's yours. Huh? Marriage will solve loneliness. Marriage will not solve loneliness. Marriage solves sexual temptation. Marriage will not solve sexual temptation. Marriage solves satisfaction of one's deepest emotional needs. Marriage doesn't solve satisfaction of one's deepest emotional needs. Marriage solves elimination of life difficulties. Marriage does not solve elimination of life difficulties. Again, confusing ass messaging. Um, then it says, being in a relationship is pretty complicated. Luckily, single people don't have these issues. If you've been single for a while, you aren't afraid of being alone because you are content with yourself. That's goddamn true about me, yours truly. Not only that, but you know that not being involved doesn't mean you are alone. That is motherfucking true about me. You still have tons of friends and a supportive family. You goddamn ass right a motherfucking do. Then it says, without the issues that can make people used to being involved, rush into new relationships with the completely wrong person. A single person can take can take a step back and analyze if someone is right for them or not. You don't feel the psychological need always to have someone by your side. Therefore, you can be pickier and set high standards to make sure that when the time comes, you will spot the red ass flags and you won't jump into something fucking toxic. Being single for me is easier for me to spot red flags, red herrings, warning signs, warning signals, um, bullshit detectors, and um, lie detectors too. Um, It's much easier for me to do that. Um, And I spot all those things quicker than if I was going to get married, which is not ever happening. Then it says, here's great assurance why it's good to be single. Being single also allows you to discover who you are, what you want, what you need. That's that's making you more capable of understanding what you need from a partner further down the line if you choose to get married. Um... I'm just so glad to be self-partnered because
Because I've learned to have a healthy relationship with myself. I've learned to engage in self-wholeness, self-wholesomeness. And I achieve these things better alone than to be partnered with another. It's much easier for me to be self-holistic too as a single person. And it says, have fun, work on yourself. Remember that you are single because you have clear standards that a relationship when unprepared can be destructive. The more you learn to be happy with yourself, the better prepared for a relationship and the more chances you'll have to find Prince Charming, Princess Charming, or to be non-binary, a non-binary royalty charming. Hey, you can't be phobic. You might even find that your knight charming, shining armor is none other than yourself. Yes, my I am my own knight in shining armor, and no one is better at that role to play than myself to myself, for myself, with myself, by myself. It says, lastly, number five. Singles are often better workers. For some people, a career is just as important, if not more important, than the idea of having a life partner. Wanting to be single and focus on a job is not only legitimate, but simply the best way of living for some people. Single people don't just work because they have to. They are the people who value meaningful work. They are the ones who work because they are passionate about what they do. Yeah, we are the most entrenched in the trenches regarding paperwork, computer work, digital work, filing, clerical work. I'm just describing myself. I'm so glad to be me. I really am. And I'll tell you why. I have more of an appreciation for work. If I was married, I would have a less appreciation for work. Um, I wouldn't be as accomplished. I wouldn't be as hardworking, as smartworking than if I was married. And... um, I also would not be as prophetic and the one of the challenging things is I wouldn't have all the time for activism that I should be doing. It says, studies have found that single people passionate about work were that way ever since high school. 1991, high school scenes were asked about what would be most important when looking for work. The ones who value stability in work 
were most likely to be married when surveyed nine years later. In contrast, the ones who were motivated by intrinsic factors like how meaningful the work is were more likely to be single after nine years. If you are single, the chances are that you are just too absorbed by your work to have time for a partner that is legitimate. That's me. Because I'm into valuable work. Here's why I'm single. Life is about finding meaning, and whether that meaning comes from your work, your passions, your family, your friends, or your partner, that is your choice. My work comes from my innate identification, which means that because I'm choosing not to be a family man, I have more time from mandate building the community, including writing letters to newspapers, petitioning elected officials, running contributing to a political campaign, preferential patronage or boycott of businesses and demonstrate demonstrative forms of activism like rallies, street marches, strikes, sit-ins, hunger strikes. I mean, I have more time for the creation of art, artivism, computer hacking, hacktivism, or simply in how I choose to spend my money, economic activism. I get to protest the exploitations of workers by companies. I get to engage in social movements, collective action. And I get to meet with like royal figures and politicians and political administrations. Oh, man. That is so exciting to me. It says, focus on what you do and what you love that will bring you fulfillment. Forcing yourself to a relationship when you work is your real passion can only bring you harm. Get that promotion, start that business, do what. So, focus on what you do and what you love that bring fulfillment. Forcing yourself into a relationship where when you work is your real passion can only bring you harm. Get that promotion, start that business, do what you need to do, and don't look back. I had to repeat myself. I'm so happy. Final thoughts on why it's okay to be single. Being single is seen as a situation that needs to be fixed in this society. If you were made to believe that being in a relationship is man- mandatory for a complete life, that is understandable. Remember, being single is legitimate can make you happy. Singles have more time to develop on a personal level to pursue their dreams and careers. They have better bonds with friends and family. They are healthier. They volunteer more for um, heart-centered organizations. And most importantly, they never settle. So embrace your single-ass self and do whatever the fuck you want. When you are hella single... The world is your goddamn motherfucking oyster. <sighs> and lastly, I have more time for, as a single person, sustainable development, community driven development. Asset-based community development, faith-based community development, secular-based community development, 
community-based participatory research, participatory planning, uh, language revitalization, um, participatory planning, town making, I say again, I just get to arts, culture, and development. I get to have more time to do these things. And, um... And I also feel like what's good about my life is that um, What's so exciting to me is that I get to do connective parenting, authoritative parenting, wise parenting, Respectful parenting, gentle parenting, conscious parenting, peaceful parenting, positive parenting. I get to do the just right parenting style. And I get to do trustful parenting too. unconditional parenting and I'm so excited about those things and as a single child free person I get to co-parent with parents meaning I get to help with parent child relationship skills Encouraging desirable behavior, teaching skills and behaviors, managing misbehavior, anticipating and planning, self-regulation, skills, monitoring behaviors, owns and children's mood and coping skills, partner support skills. I get to do parent training. This is so exciting. I get to have demanding, responsive, propagative parenting, democratic parenting, concerted cultivation. This 
is fucking lovely to me. Yes, I'll be co-parent other parents. Um, and these are my awesome ass shits to do. Because of the healthy busyness of my life, casual dating and casual relationships are better suited for me than commitment dating and serious relationships. I won't be doing sperm banks. I won't give to sperm banks my sperm. Um, I won't be doing sperm bank parenting. I won't be doing adoptive parenting. I won't be doing foster parenting. I won't be doing biological parenting. I'll just help other people. We raise kids as our own. I don't think I need paperwork to do that because who I am is already all the evidence needed that, oh, he's good with children. So because of the business of my life, casual sex is better suited for me than commitment sex. And as I say in closing, Um, my being single forever, my being child-free forever, my being pet-free forever, my living alone forever, the, it's, those are the best ways for me to meet my intimacy needs as a human being. So, my confirmed bachelor life makes me better suited to meet my emotional intimacy needs, my physical intimacy needs, my unconditional intimacy needs, my aesthetic intimacy needs, my work intimacy needs, my commitment intimacy needs, my creative intimacy needs, my conflict intimacy needs, my crisis intimacy needs, my spiritual intimacy needs, my intellectual intimacy needs, my experiential intimacy needs, my circumstantial intimacy needs, my recreational intimacy needs, my financial intimacy needs, my romantic intimacy needs, my sexual intimacy needs, my interpersonal intimacy needs, my social intimacy needs, my interpersonal intimacy needs, um... and my psychological intimacy needs than being a family man. And yes, I get to help people best with crisis intimacy needs as a single person than if I was married. Um, And as I say in uh, closing, I get to meet my shape-shifting, energetic, 
sensual, erotic, shape-shifting needs better as a single person than if I were as a married person for myself, me, myself, and I.